if I could ask one thing for you, from our listeners, please, 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 if you have a second, leave a review or just leave a rating on Apple Podcast on iTunes. It really helps us grow. It really helps us uh, get out there and other people to hear us out as well. Thank you as always for your support. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of MLS Now Podcast. My name is David, joined by my co-host Gavin and Manning, and we're back, and the MLS is back, and today we have a special guest with us, Travis Grimes from the You Ain't Lying Podcast. Travis, how you doing? Good, man. How you guys doing tonight? Awesome, man. Excited. MLS is back. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Real excited to get, get it underway again. Um, <laughs> we saw the groups uh, unfold pretty interestingly today, <laughs> so excited to talk about that. It is. Uh, for those who don't know, because, um, I mean, if you're an MLS fan and you do not know this, you must be living under a rock. There is a new tournament coming up uh, in July with the MLS, uh, MLS's back tournament. They could have come up with a better name. Um, all, yeah. 20, all 26 MLS clubs will, will participate in Orlando. Group stages followed by knockout rounds. Group stages counts towards regular season. Winner gets a 2021 CONCACAF League spot. A uh, million dollars prizes, I believe. It starts on July 8th, round of 16th, July 25th, July 30th, quarterfinals, August 5th, semifinals, August 11th, the final. That's pretty set. Um, I love the name. Uh, MLS's back tournament, I think, is unique and none like none other. Right, Gavin? Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking more of a Corona Cup. That was okay, more my yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Travis, guys, if you do not know, it's a huge uh, Columbus Crew. I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, Cincinnati. Fans. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> a Cincinnati fan, and we're here to talk about Cincinnati. We're gonna start with Group E. Cincinnati is with Atlanta United, New York Red Bulls, Columbus Crew, and I mean, your first your first take on it, Travis, when you saw that group. Um, my first take on it was, wow, it's a really difficult group, right? I mean, I, I think on Twitter I call it the group of death in the East. Um, you have Atlanta, even though minus Joseph Martinez, they have so much quality. I mean, they could challenge to go for to the MLS Cup this year even without Joseph. They have that much quality. Uh, Columbus added a ton of talent in the off season. Yeah, they haven't had time to gel, but you know they. They added a lot of really good pieces. And then the, the wild card there is the New York Red Bulls. I mean, they're really young. A lot of turnover on that roster. Uh, FC Cincinnati has already lost to them 3-2. to two. Uh, Now, I know we hold the opinion that if Jurgen Lacadia starts that match, um, they probably end up pulling that out. I mean, outside the first 25 minutes of that match, FC Cincinnati played really well. The Red Bulls came out, you know, fire under their butt, um, scored a couple quick goals, and kind of put us on the back foot. But, you know... I, First glance, it, it looks really difficult, but once I sit down and kind of look at it, um, I could see FC Cincinnati coming out with with four points, probably finishing third, uh, and hopefully getting one of those uh, third place spots in the uh, round of 16. Something that I, I thought was pretty interesting that I was thinking about: this is a tournament where young players can't get a experience. Basically, I mean, they're going to have to have experience by now and be well mentally in a tournament like this. And it brings to my attention uh, Frankie Amaya that you guys have in the midfield. Because, let's be honest, he's still learning. He's very young. Yes. Uh, and I feel like a tournament like this, you need somebody with, with experience and who, who knows what it is up to step to the challenge. And a, a player that came to mind today was a player that I just interviewed today, which uh, is uh, Emmanuel Ledesma, right? Uh, yes. Do you, do you agree with me on that? Or do you think uh, Frankie can step up and help in that midfield? So Frankie has enough MLS experience from last year to be adequate currently. Um, what really helped out FC Cincinnati was the signing of Sem Deong from Ajax. Um, a lot of experience, you know, went healthy a couple of years ago. He's a world-class type uh, 10. They got him on a TAM deal. That helps to put Amaya on the bench. Um, you got Harris Medinian, who will be the deep-lying playmaker, the register almost. And then you have uh, Alan Cruz, who will start in the midfield as kind of your box-to-box. And then you'll have Sim DeYoung play the 10. 
I know when they drafted Amaya, they saw him as a future 10, but, you know, watching him uh, last year and just kind of taking a peek at him in the first two matches, it almost looks like he's going to be more of an eight, more of a box to box guy like Alan Cruz. So it'll help him a lot to learn from a Sim Young and Alan Cruz, be able to come off the bench and, and make a, uh, a significant bump um, when it comes to replacing a Cruz, maybe some fresh legs in there. Amaya, his best his best trait right now is he's a pest. Uh, you know, his finishing product isn't great in the final third. He's an okay passer as of right now. He's pacey. He's quick, but he is a pest. He's always around the ball, always putting pressure on the opposition's midfield. So, um, you know, I don't know how much they're going to rely on him. Obviously, they're going to need to use substitutions a ton here in this tournament. Um, I could see him coming on uh, quite a bit for a Sim Deong when they want to go more defensive or an Alan Cruz when they when they need some fresh legs box to box. But him and uh, also Brandon Vasquez. Uh, the striker, depending on what happens here with Jurgen Lacadia, which it seems like from what I've heard, he'll he'll stick around. The uh, Brandon Vasquez should get some time as well, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Now, Jurgen Lacadia, uh, you you think he's gonna play, stick around, be there on time, or you think he's he's ready? Because you could take in mind, you guys have a new coach too, and it's kind of unfair that you guys have to start a tournament with a new coach and no games uh, played with that coach prior to it. Yeah, so Yop Stom's not even here yet. Uh, Gerard Nijkamp, our GM, arrived today. Uh, Yop Stom is not here, nor is his new assistant. It's going to be rough. Uh, Jurgen Lacadia, when it comes to Jurgen really quick, um, you know, there were some rumors going around that he was heading back to Brighton. I know Brighton wants that $10 million buyout option on his loan, like right now. FC Cincinnati is hesitant to do so. It's kind of bit him in the butt in the past, these loans with options to buy and the <laughs> DP striker. We don't have to get into Adi. But, you know, I don't think that they're ready to do so. What I was told today is not to worry about it. Essentially, the Jurgen's going to be around, whether it is a loan extension, whether they do buy him right now. I would expect him to be here through next year at least. Uh, so, yeah, I think we can, ex- we can expect Jurgen to be here. And yes, it, it it almost does seem unfair. Of course, we you know we did it to ourselves. You know, you hire Ron Yans, who really didn't have any red flags, and you have what happened. And and now you know we may have a week to train with Stom before before this tournament gets going. So it's going to be a rough go. But the nice thing is with with Gerard Nijkamp and the front office and what they've done is they've committed to this Dutch system so much that you know Yap Stom runs a Dutch system. He runs that 4-3-3, uh, heavy on possession, heavy on uh, the press, on the, the front three pressing. So it, it should be not a seamless transition, but it shouldn't be as steep as somebody, you know, going from uh, an Alan Koch who, who played, you know, 11 behind the ball to Ron Jans, who then wanted to press and realized he couldn't do it with his roster. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Does the defense concern you uh, at all or, or any part of the team that concerns you right now that – Maybe, you know, of course, they had to do individual training for a while. But is there any part that concerns you? I'll be honest with you. Uh, when uh, uh, when I did a, an episode, I'm sorry, on FC Cincinnati, your defense was kind of concerning to me, knowing of Greg, Greg Garza's past with injury, uh, also knowing of Kendall Watson's, I'm going to say it's slow. It's pretty slow when he runs. So he has to yes. get back. A very physical guy. Like I've said it in the past. But it's not as fast as coming back to, to defense. Yeah, so the defense is going to be a concern until it's not, right? I mean, last year they gave up a, a record goals um, in MLS. This year they didn't start off too hot, gave up five goals. Again, the Red Bulls match, you know, first 25 minutes they were just under fire. So it's hard to, to, to use that. But, yeah, the back four is concerning, mostly because I think they had this idea that if you put Harris Medin in front of the back four, his deep-lying playmaking ability would be enough to take some pressure off that back four. And what we saw pretty early on, and again, small sample size, two matches, was it made it almost, I don't want to say worse, but it, it just it's still a glaring weakness, right? Um, Kendall Waston, I love the guy. Uh, a couple years ago, he was MLS, you know, top 11. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him because he really doesn't fit what they want their center backs to do. He's not a great passer. Like you said, he's not very pacey. He's more of your old school center back, which is what Yop Stom was, but he's an old school center back that big and physical, doesn't really pass well, isn't great on the ball, but he'll he'll you know he'll take a good yellow card every now and then. Uh, he'll be physical in the box. So yeah, the back four is concerning. Uh, Greg Garza in his first two matches looked um, like a 40 year old man and not what is he 28. All those leg injuries have caught up with him. Uh, Matthew Duplon, the right back, he was really solid last year. 
he's just okay. And Vanderwerf, the other center back's just okay. So the back four is going to be concerning. I think th- their plan of attack was to get better in the front three, get better in the midfield, and hopefully that would help out the back four. Early results were not great, so we'll see what happens when Yopstam gets in. Maybe he makes some tactical changes. Maybe Tom Pedersen comes in, a Swedish center back they signed in the offseason, um, and maybe he helps out a little bit. Now, uh, Vanderwerf, uh, if I say his name right, Kendall Watson and Greg Garza and uh, Matthew Diplong. De- De Those are the four that you guys started uh, the only two games you know, the MLS has, has played this season uh, in the back. And Andrew Gutman, do you see that same uh, back? I think uh, I, th- I think eventually, unless they sign an absolute true six, a center defensive mid, which I could see them doing in the summer window, if they do not and they stick with Medina, they're going to have to switch something up. I can see Gutman taking over for Garza. I think a lot of people see Gutman as a better left back right now anyway. Uh, it's funny to say about a left back, he's better going forward than he is going backward. Um, Waston, it's going to be re- – I think they brought in Tom Pedersen, who's a left-footed center back has played a possession style pretty much his whole career, really comfortable on the ball, really good passer from the back. It'll be interesting to see how long Kendall Watson holds him off. I think, you know, part of me thinks that the only reason Watson started those first two matches is because Pedersen wasn't fit yet. He had fought through an injury through training, so he wasn't 100% fit. Unless they sign a right back, Deplon's going to be your right back because Zico Bailey's not ready, and Abdul Salam is kind of your prototypical right back slash center back MLS backup. So, I think by the time we leave the tournament, I think you're going to see Gutman at left back. You may see Pedersen at left center back, but then that right side of Vanderwerf and, and Deplon are, are going to be the same. I think we're all hoping, as FC Cincinnati supporters, as somebody who checks on transfers and I, you know, get sourced information, I would hope that they sign a starting six before the season is over. Or it's going to be, you know, again, I'd rather lose four to three than lose one to nothing or two to nothing, but. You know, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be Jurgen, you know, and Kubo yeah. and maybe Regaton scoring a bunch of goals, but giving up four or five is just not going to be good enough. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, telling Brad, Brad Weagle, he was on the podcast a couple of months ago. Uh, Kendall Watson, it, it's a great, he's a great defender. Uh, don't get me wrong. Very physical, not scared to go for the ball, uh, can lock down players, but he's uh, very hard-headed. And when, he's, when he gets heated, you never know what's going to happen. And you cannot afford in a tournament like that somebody that gets heated and makes you lose a player during a game. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. that That's kind of my um, my biggest criticism of Watson is he's a hothead. So he'll get an early yellow, and then he's always on the precipice of getting another one. And I think, you know, his biggest weakness, like we talked about, is his pace. Yeah. You know, I think there's there's – there's one play that stood out in the first two matches, and I caught a lot of flack for this, but it was Pity Martinez's uh, assist. I believe it was on the second goal. Uh, Greg Garza turned the ball over the midfield. Pity's running right at Waston. And, I mean, rule number one, you know, I played soccer growing up. I played, you know, youth international um, until I was 13 or 14 years old. I played striker. The, the best thing I wanted a center back to do was open his hips. That way I could just go by yeah. him. Well, Waston <laughs> did it immediately. And, I mean, I get it. Pity Martinez is a really, really good winger, <laughs> right? But, I mean, it only took Pity one dribble. I mean, it's, it's yeah. got to take more than one dribble. And then he's down the end line, cross, easy goal, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a couple of things that you can criticize Watson on. It, it's, you know, the overplay of the tackle. It's the lack of pace. It's opening your hips too much. He just isn't good in space. And teams see that. That's like Deplon, his the right back. He's not good in space. He's he's terrible at at, at you know marking an overlapping run. So what teams do is they just run their wingers at him or run overlapping runs, and they're going to do it until you can show that you can stop it. How excited are you to see uh, Dejong and Kubo on the, on the field? Uh, extremely excited. Uh, Dejong played with Lacadia at PSV, and um, that was arguably. Um, Lokadia's best season. I mean, he he kind of ran rampant in Erie Divisie with PSV when De Jong was his 10. Um, I know when they signed Lokadia, they kind of went to Lokadia and said, what do you need? And he said, I need a 10. And they asked him who, and he said, Sim De Jong. You know, he was pretty <laughs> open with the front office saying, I want Sim De Jong. Now, Sim has had some injury issues, obviously. Um, he caught a lot of flack at Ajax. He's still a really good player. I think he'll do really well in MLS. They're going to have to watch his minutes. I still think the leg problems are going to be there for him. 
but it's nice to have a 10 who automatically knows who his striker is. He already has that chemistry. Yeah, it might take a little bit of time to get the rust off, but those guys have already played plenty together. I think Lacadia had something like in. I think he had in the 20s goal wise when De Jong was was his was his 10 at PSV. So that that relationship is already built. Kubo, that shot against Atlanta, we need to see more of that. I really think the underrated guy on this team right now is Andre Regaton, the right wing. Uh, extremely pacey, not afraid to run at defenders. He does look clumsy at times. He'll turn the ball over. But, I mean, that's what you want from a ringer, right? You want yeah. you want your winger to get on the ball. You want him to run at the fullbacks. You know, it, make the fullback make a decision. So I think the front three and then De Jong is a 10. The offense is going to be fine. It's going to be, can they find somebody to help Cruz in the midfield defensively, and can they shore up the back four? Now, Travis, uh, uh, to wrap this up and not take more of your time, I'm going to give you uh, the three teams that you have uh, on the group and give me a win, tie, or uh, lost. And I noticed you said four points, so I want to see who you have beating, which I'm kind of already – I think I already know who you want to beat or who you think uh, Cincinnati is going to beat. Um, okay, so, I'm, I think I might surprise you, but let's give it uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Atlanta United with uh, P.T. Martinez, Ezequiel Barco, and no Joseph, uh, like you mentioned, but they do have uh, Remedy, and they do have uh, other players as well that can step up. So I say we get a win against Atlanta. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> so FC Cincinnati lost Atlanta twice, or once last year, got a point in Atlanta last year. And including this year, all three matches, they have played Atlanta extremely well, extremely close, just can't get over the hump. I mean, really, they probably could have got two points last year if it wasn't for the two ridiculous goals that Joseph had. So I think they actually get three points from Atlanta. They kind of shock Atlanta a little bit. Yeah, that's, right. that's just the homer in me. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the three points right from there. Atlanta. Um, New York Red Bulls, like you said, a young team. Uh, they don't have right Phillips anymore. They don't have their leader, Robles, and goalkeeper anymore. It's a new team, a new system they're trying to uh, bring. How do you see that game? I think that's where we get the point. We get we get the draw there. Again, at New York, it could have been argued that if they, they avoid the the fire in the first you know, 25 minutes that the Red Bulls put on them, that they probably win that match, especially if Lacadia starts. But uh, I think they get a point out of there. So. All right, and then hell is real against Columbus crew. That hurts to say this, but I think they're going to take the loss there. Uh, You're going to get hate for this, man. Oh, yeah. The, the crew are just yeah. – the crew have added a bunch of pieces. They've gotten a lot better. Um, you know, they, they probably have the, the, you know, the advantage when it comes to manager and having time with his players. So I definitely think that the, the crew is going to be the toughest match. And I, I believe they just released it. They actually, uh, they may be playing the crew first, but I'm, that's not confirmed, but that's kind of just what I was told. All right, guys, there you have it. Travis gives us his takes on the team. Um, I know for a fact, some of the listeners that go out, some of the listeners that support Cincinnati are not going to like his last result. Uh, but that's <laughs> that's his that's his view on it. Travis, uh, to my listeners here, um, where can they find you? Where can they check out your podcast? So you can check out my podcast. I'm on all major. We're on all major uh, podcast platforms. We're on Apple Pods and Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. We're on there. You can follow me at uh, Come On UFCC on Twitter, and then my co-host Nathan Hale is at Nino One. So uh, check us out and uh, subscribe and listen. Travis, thank you so much for your time, man. Uh, looking forward to talking to you uh, more about the tournament that's coming up, and best of luck uh, to your team in this tournament. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. Uh, Till next time. Yes, sir. All right, Gavin. Let's get to it, man. Let's talk about it, because I know you're dying to talk about it, because I know you want to talk about it. You are now a Tottenham Spurs fan. How do you feel? I would hate my life. <laughs> 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 I was not expecting that. <laughs> oh, no, my look, God. Um, I mean, I think they, they had better success than Arsenal in this past season. So. Mm, what success? Mm, hey, cha- Champions, mm. League, Champions League final, and they've been in the Champions League. What? Arsenal's in, in Europa right now. Uh, Whatever. Okay. Whatever. All right. Anyways. <laughs> a joke. We'll All right. That. Guys, the Derby of Derbies, El Clasico of El Clasico. Biggest match in MLS history is going to happen. Opener in the MLS's back tournament. Orlando versus Miami. Cerro versus Nani. Gavin, as an Orlando fan, let's 
I'm just gonna ask. We're gonna talk about the group in general, but just I want to see this. You know what you have to say about this match. Um, this can either go one of two ways. Orlando are gonna win, and uh, it'll be great, and it'll be Orlando's first win of the season. Technically, it'll show that we were right to have faith in Oscar Pereja. Um, or we will lose, and Miami will have bragging rights forever because that the, I and I can just see us losing I really can I can see us losing this game I can see Miami coming in to Orlando uh, they're in Disney they're going to be hyped up for it they're going to be thinking to themselves we can come in here this is their hometown and, and cause an upset and and they're just gonna be so hyped for it and I just don't see us you know coming out on top I think these games and this is going to be my thought process on all the games in general are going to come down to two things. They're going to come down to who is more in shape and who has quality. Um, so I don't think tactics are going to really play a part in these this opening game, these first one, two, even three games of the, the, the tournament and then of the season, technically. It's going to come down to who has the most quality in certain situations. So when you get in front of gold, you have the composure to stick it in the back of the net. Yeah. When you're in defensive position, uh, kind of like what Travis was saying, you know, do you, do you square your hips? Do you make sure that you're shadowing, tracking back correctly? Uh, you know, that and then physically, who is going to be in shape? Who is going to be able to to run and go get the ball when it's going out of play and save it and then put the cross in that somebody gets a header on and scores a goal? Who's going to be able to track a runner back? Who's not going to be lazy? Who is going to be lazy? It's going to come down to that. And when I look at Orlando, I don't see the... The physicals there. We have an aging Nani. We have an aging attacking midfielder, Maurizio Pereira. We have an old central defensive midfielder, Junior Urso. We have an older kind of starting 11. And okay. the substitutes will be key. The Having oh. the five substitutes will oh. be key. Uh, I'll, I'll hold off on that. Uh, <laughs> but old but with experience, Gavin. I mean, let's be honest. Manny, uh, Nani has that experience that you need in a tournament like this. Yes, and Nani will be an X factor when it comes to quality, but I I would say that Inter have that same quality with Pizarro. Yeah. So okay. it, it's going to be a grudge match. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll end in a tie. I think no, it's I don't gonna, think so either. I think it's going to be one team wins, and maybe this is just the Orlando City fan talking to me, but I think Inter Miami are going to win. I know All that right. sounds weird because usually you'd say this is the Orlando City fan and me, Orlando's going to win, but like. We've just, we've struggled enough. We've gone through so much pain. I can see Miami taking this in Orlando and just us hearing about it for the next 15 years. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Group A in the East Conference is Orlando, Miami, New York City FC, Philadelphia Union, Chicago Fire, and Nashville. Uh, Manny, out of all these groups, uh, is Nashville the one that's going to uh, suffer the most? Uh, I'm sorry, out of all the teams in this group, um, who do you think is going to be Chicago? I, I think Chicago. I, I think, well, maybe Chicago. I think they, they still need a gel. Um, but the, the they, they have younger players. They have you know, some young players who could come in. You know how Gavin was saying, the physicality, you know, uh, who's going to be able to go run more, who's going to have, you know, the composure at the end. Nashville, I think, will kind of struggle. I mean, you have quality teams in New York City FC. Um, Miami and Orlando both have quality. Philadelphia Union is a dark horse, a dark horse in MLS. So, I mean, I think come down to Chicago or Nashville, I'll probably put my bet on Nashville. Yeah, I think Nashville. Um, <laughs> despite, well, actually, you know what? Looking back at their two games, they're they're a very physical team, and I think if they could keep that physicality in this tournament, I think Chicago could suffer. Um, so. I mean, it's a it's a fifty fifty. I mean, for me, it's just flipping a coin and whatever it lands on. Okay. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts, David. But really, I don't think the good like okay, maybe with LAFC and the uh, Seattle Sounders, but I don't think the good teams, the dominant teams in the East and or really in MLS in general, um, are gonna be as dominant in this tournament. There's uh, this group. Um, and we'll move on after this so our listeners can hear the other groups. Orlando, Miami, New York City FC, Philadelphia Union, Chicago Fire, Nashville. 
a group like this and a tournament like this helps out Philadelphia Uni the most. Reason being, they haven't switched their squad from last year. They still have the same squad, and they can get along faster. They can gel faster. And NYFC to, didn't have much turnover yeah, either. Yeah, I, I was going to get to them too. They haven't they haven't had much turnover. As to Miami, um, it's a completely new team, a completely new coach. Only two games. In one of the games, one of their players got a red card, so they had to play with 10 players, so they don't really have a style yet. Orlando also has a new coach, so he's still trying to implement his style of play, which we kind of know with FC Dallas what he used to do, uh, Parejas, but we never know what he's trying to do with Orlando. And Chicago, Nashville, completely new. Chicago fires completely new guys. I know they've been around for a while, but knew everything for them. Nashville, too. So it, it's more convenient for Philadelphia Union to have, you know, I know they had like a month and a half now to train and to get along and to gel, but that's that helps Philadelphia Union more because even though it's just a month, they've been playing with each other for a long, long time. Um, now, guys, here's the tough part. Three are going to move from this group, right, Gavin? Uh, it's just top two and then best third place, I believe, Okay. out of uh, all the groups combined. Okay, Manny, I'm going to go with you first. I'm going to ask you to have a uh, pick your two. Orlando, Miami, New York City, Philadelphia, Chicago, or Nashville? Uh, New York City FC and, and Philadelphia, my top two. Okay, who do you think is going to finish last in that group? Uh, I'll go with Nashville. Okay. Gavin, uh, you guys are at home. Home advantage, home field advantage. Uh, not really. Uh, <laughs> We're not at Exploria. <laughs> uh, who do you see moving on and who do you see in last place? I mean... Technically, like maybe the fact that they didn't have to get on a plane and go across the country and and all that might have a, a little effect on Orlando City with not having to travel. But there is going to be, what, two, three weeks that the teams are going to be training there. So I actually don't think the travel is going to have that big of a impact. Um, I don't think New York City are going to get through, if I'm honest with you. Uh, they were having a poor couple of games they do have a new coach with ronnie dyla uh and they didn't look really convincing mm-hmm. i think philadelphia are in maybe in second in first i mean there aren't that many i feel i feel like it's going to be a surprise honestly okay. i feel like it's going to be a surprise um i'll go with like chicago oh wow Okay. I'll go with Chicago. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. So Chicago. Place? Okay. So Chicago impressed me in their first couple of games. Uh, I like Rafael Vicky. I think he's a good coach. Uh, and I don't know. I just I just liked them early on in the season. Uh, last. Uh, Nashville, I guess. Okay. Shut up, Manny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't want to say Orlando. <laughs> Orlando will uh, finish like fourth probably. All right, guys. Uh, those are our picks. Um, for Orlando, uh, Miami, New York City FC, Philadelphia, Chicago, Nashville. I have Philadelphia moving on, and I have Miami moving on. Um, I think Nashville's going to finish last. And I'm not trying to show – we're not trying to throw shades on Nashville, guys. But, it's, it's yeah, it's just our picks. Let it's us not know. looking good for them, we should no, say. No, it's, it's not. Um, but moving on to group – second group in the Eastern – Conference: Toronto, New England, Montreal Impact, and DC United. Now, Gavin, uh, this is a pretty good group. Um, Toronto, with, of course, you know, having been in two MLS Cups now and all, but that doesn't count right now because we're in a completely different, <laughs> different year, different uh, environment now. How do you see this group, and who do you see moving on? All right. Well, Toronto's coming out on top, full stop. Uh, their coach, I can't remember his name right now because it's been so long, but their coach just – he knows how – yeah, Greg Vanny. He knows how to take care of these situations. He, he He's someone that strikes me as someone who really thinks about the, the different aspects of the game and uh, just makes sure he gets it right. And I mean, no wonder they've been to the final, uh, what, two or three times in the last four years. Um, he's just been such a big part of that. So Toronto, for me, are going through. But all in all, this is a very interesting group. Uh, DC United struggled early yeah. on in the season. Uh, plus, they have an Olsen as their coach, who I feel like our podcast shits on a lot because of you, David. But I feel like I kind of shit on him, too. Not someone like Greg Vanny, who thinks about the game super, super, super in-depth, in my opinion. We have Thierry Henry, a new coach. Imagine coming in as a new coach 
and you know you play your first what three four games because he was also in the yeah. uh champion Concacaf Champions League and and then this happens and then you have to like redo everything and this is your first coaching job in in well this is your second coaching job but you know first coach in MLS and he's a new coach overall and then you go to New England who had a great run last season but struggled with injuries early on this season and then they're going to come back and have a lot of quality uh, so it's going to be an interesting group. I think there's going to be a lot of close games. I think New England come in second, though, after they get Gustavo Bo back from injury. Um, and yeah. they have that new striker, Buxa. Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. Um, yeah, he's really good. He's really, really he, good. Yeah, he has quality. And I think Bo and, and Buxa and... and uh, Jill. Jill, thank you. Uh, the three of them are, are going to combine and have a really good tournament. And so New England and Toronto going through in that group for me. Yeah, I'm actually very excited to see Joe Buxa and um, uh, Bo as a group because it, it looks really good. And, yeah, I'm just excited. Manny, who do you have moving on and who do you have in last place? Um, Moving on, I'll say Toronto and Montreal. And then last place, I got to go with DC United. I think they're the, the team with, uh, the, you know, not the worst coach out of the four, but the, just the – <laughs> it's the worst coach out of the four. Improvement. Yeah, he doesn't show no improvement. At least with Henry, we saw a system. We saw, you know, some type of style, some type of identity with Montreal. You know, against the Prisan and against New England, and you know he yeah. he has, you know, he won four points out of the possible six, and then he moved on to to um, from Saprissa. So I, I like Henry. I mean, he he also impressed versus uh, FC Dallas. We saw Dallas was always counterattacking. We saw Dallas was, you know, I think on the ropes. Um, and Arici showing great signs right now. Um, well, when we saw him, you know, it's been a couple of months, but I know New England's gonna come back fully healthy. I just I'm not sure having Gustavo Bo. Um, it depends how they, how how New England sets up. Um, I wouldn't play Joe on the wing. That's just personally me. I see him more as a as a camera, but then I wouldn't play Bo on the wing either, you know. So I see him more as a, a double striker pairing or, even you know, uh, with Busca. But you can't fit all three unless you go with, like, a diamond formation and you go narrow. Um, but I know, I know Bruce Arena, after seeing him many years with Galaxy, he loves to play with wingers. Um, and he does play a two striker system, but he would, you know, Joe will optimally have to go into the, the wings. So I think there's gonna have to be a little gelling right there. I think this, you know, not sure how that's gonna work out. Toronto, you know, I think they're just a, probably the team to be in the East besides New York City FC if, if we're talking regular season. But even if we're talking, you know, with this tournament, I think Toronto, I think is the best team right now, okay. um, alongside Philadelphia. And then DC United, I mean, they yeah. just got things to work on right now, you know. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think uh, Toronto and New England are moving on. Uh, I think Bruce Arena is, is going to do uh, – it has done good with New England Revolution. Uh, Bo, Gustavo Gio, like I mentioned, Buxa are, are going to do great. Toronto, it's a great team. They connect well. They, they have a great chemistry. DC United, I'm afraid we don't have the squad for it. I say we because I'm a fan in case you guys don't know. Um, I, I've, I've been to both games, uh, the only games we've had so far in the league. Um, and it did, I was impressed. Uh, uh, we have Assad, we have Flores, we have uh, uh, Gresso, and we have enough of a squad to be a fast-paced squad. But Ben Olsen does not do that. He wants to play defensive, um, and that's his style of play. But I don't. In this group, you can't play like that because Henry, if you guys saw his matches uh, so far in the Champions League, he likes to play a fast-paced game. New England Revolution with uh, Bruce Arenas. Same attack, 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 control the midfield. Toronto, you guys know, and the counter attack, they're very, very good. I have, like I said, Toronto, New England moving on, and DC United finishing last, unfortunately. Moving on to the last group on the east Atlanta, Cincinnati, New York Red Bulls, Columbus. You guys heard Travis mention who he likes moving on in this group. I'll go ahead and start with you, Manny, if you can just tell me who moves on and who finishes last. Um, who moves on? I would probably say Columbus and Cincinnati. And last place, I'll probably go with I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta United. Last place? Yeah. Okay. I think they don't have a striker. And I think that's going to impact them a lot. 
Wow. Um, I know they got Barco, they got PT, they got some good players, but they they don't have a, a definite nine striker that's gonna help them put the goals and at least New York Red Bull shows that they can score goals, you know, and Columbus and Cincinnati have attacking players, so. Okay, uh, Manny, who do you have moving on and who do you have in last place? Manny just said his. <laughs> Gavin, I get you guys' name a lot very mixed up. You know that? It's really weird. I don't know why. Um, I, This is what I will say. Group E is going to have one of the third places, in my opinion. The, because there's four. There are four best third places available going through to the knockout stages. Group E will be one of them. And in my opinion... This tournament suits New York Red Bulls to the ground. I mean, New York Red Bulls, they are a machine. They've always been high work rate, high intensity type of play style. Uh, No matter what their coach is, that's just the way the Red Bull organization wants their soccer teams to play. Same with Red Bull Leipzig and Red Bull Salzburg over in Europe. And just overall, that's just what they want. I think this will suit New York Red Bulls, and I honestly see them getting first or second. Columbus Crew are an insanely good team. They showed that uh, they have good resilience in their first two games, and they looked really promising. SC Cincinnati have a, a chance to go to be kind of like an underdog, like Travis was saying. They have good players. They have good quality now. It's just getting them all together. Um, and that it might be a little bit too early for FC Cincinnati, so I see them getting last. I think Atlanta United will be that third-place team. Uh, just that extra quality at striker and that might be the difference new york red bulls and columbus crew i see them getting uh first and second and then atlanta and it, it, it might be by goal difference or something little like that i, I think it's it's going to be a very close group okay i have uh atlanta and columbus crew moving on uh, i think atlanta played pretty good in the last two games uh, or the only two games they played uh, the midfield really step up for them i understand that you guys are saying they don't have a striker at the moment but uh, New York Red Bulls don't as well. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't as well. And, uh, I mean, Columbus has Sardis, so I'm not really, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's good, but uh, let's be honest, he's not consistent. Uh, last, oh man, this is tough, but I think I'm going to go with um, Cincinnati being last. And, and Cincinnati fans, uh, you guys listen to this podcast a lot. A lot. You guys listen to this podcast a lot. Jesus, my English sucks. Um, And I appreciate that. I just feel like the new coach is not going to have time to implement his system. Uh, The new players as well need to uh, gel together. Uh, Hopefully you guys can prove me wrong, but that's my pick. Uh, Let us know what you guys think. Moving on to the worst. Gavin, this is a pretty... Actually, no, it's not that easy group. I was going to say easy, but it's actually not. Seattle, Dallas, Vancouver, and San Jose. All right, so Vancouver's last. Uh, I don't like their coach, uh, DeSantos. I don't like I him. Just, he's last. I, I just don't <laughs> like him. I don't think he's a good coach. He used to be a good coach, yeah. in my opinion. I think he he's passed it, though. So, unfortunately, Vancouver Whitecaps, they don't have that good of a team. Uh, unless Cavallini drags them through, I just can't see it for them. Seattle and Dallas go through, in my opinion. Uh, I know that's going against everybody's favorite, uh, Almeida, uh, especially Manny's favorite, Almeida. But I don't know. I didn't see enough from San Jose uh, earlier on in the in the season. And overall, I don't know if this will be a good enough or if this will be a good tournament for them. So in my opinion, Dallas go through and Seattle. And, and I think we all have Seattle going through. Yeah, I have Seattle going through as well. And, oh, man, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. This is tough. Um, I'm going to take a risk. I have Seattle and San Jose moving on. Um, no reasons being uh, nothing else. I have them moving on. Who do you have in last place, Kevin? I had Vancouver. Okay, I had Vancouver as well. Um, okay, uh, Manny, who do you have moving on in last place? Moving on, uh, Seattle and San Jose. And then last place would be Vancouver as well. I mean, I, I think... Gavin stated it perfectly the reasons why. Um, but I say San Jose, and the only reason I would add this is because I think these type of tournament suits Almeida's style. Um, and he just always, there was recently he was he was interviewing, uh, they were interviewing him and, and two other players, Rodolfo Pizarro, uh, Jerry Pereira, and I think that, that was it. 
It was oh, and Osvaldo Alanis, who plays right now at San Jose. So they were interviewing him when he just first came. You know, you know, they said, all right, you know, let's not think about the style, the identity. Let's just go play, play hard. You know, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, and and don't think like you have to follow every instruction, like everything. I'm, you know, my style basically. So and we saw quickly in Chivas, you know, that made results. You know, Copa Copa MX, you know, in mini tournaments like that, he made the results. That's where he began to build the the trust and the relationship with the players. So I think these tournaments suit him. I mean, hopefully he could implement that to, to San Jose. But that's my reason why I, I would choose San Jose. Yeah, and very quick, I know I have no, I said no reasons uh, why, and that sounds very dumb to say because you guys listen to us to, to have our takes and, and see what we think about it. So real quick, Seattle, just because they have a really good squad in the midfield, uh, they have Joe Pablo, they have... Lodeiro, they have Raul Diaz, and they look really, really good. And uh, San Jose, just because I like uh, Lanis and I like Almeida's system, and I think that like Manny said, this is his style, this is his his format, and, and I feel like he can manage around them much better than the other coaches. Now moving on to a group that really Manny doesn't have, uh, if you want to say power powerhouse teams. Uh, Real Salt yeah. Lake, Sporting KC, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United. Yeah, on, like if, if people go back and listen to like our thoughts on Real Salt Lake, listen to our thoughts on Colorado, you know we had them as like potential wild cards to make it to the to the West, and then we had always sport, Sporting KC and Minnesota like in the sixth and fifth places. You know we we didn't really have them high, uh, um, and I think this what do you call it like a mid tire club? I think this is where you. We'll put like Arsenal and Spurs, you know, you know, not 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 up with like Man City or Liverpool. Man, Sorry, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but <laughs> um, the two teams I honestly do see move on is Sporting KC and Minnesota. I mean, I think we had them moving on in playoffs either way than making playoffs. So I think no shine here. And I think last place is Real Salt Lake. I mean, they're good defensively, but they have no attack product, and that's. That's going to hurt them, I think, in this tournament as well, especially in a league where we emphasize in, in attack. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Gavin, who do you have and who do you have last place? All right. So this might be a hot take, but for me, this is the hardest group out of all of the groups. And I'm going to run through why real quick. RSL are very good defensively. Uh, they were last year. They had the third best defense. And in their two games this year, they showed again that they know how to play defensively. That's going to come in handy when this tournament comes around because uh, offenses aren't going to be clicking 100 percent. And obviously defenses aren't going to be clicking 100 percent either. But if you're already a good defense and you have a, a similar back four to the one you had last year, that chemistry will help. Kind of like what you were saying with um Philadelphia Union and NYCFC in Group A of the East. Okay, so RSL, good defensively. That could really help them uh, get through games. SKC were on a rampage, uh, best team in the MLS and in the, start, in the beginning of the season. Uh, Alan Polito was scoring goals for fun. Karee uh, Shelton was having a great time. The whole entire team was playing fantastically. So if they can keep that momentum up, they will be going through this group uh easily they were just so good colorado rapids they were also having a very good season yes um is it robin fraser yeah yeah robin fraser very good coach i really like him colorado rapids uh getting scraping through games uh, but still getting through them i think they scored off of a corner kick in the last minute of the dc game is that correct it was a cross yeah it was a cross okay and then they scored in a corner kick with like 10 minutes to go in the Orlando city game. So it is off of corner kicks and they were scraping through, excuse me, they were scraping through games, but uh, still they, they are a tough team to beat. And Minnesota United, another very solid start to the season. They had two wins. They dominated San Jose earthquakes. I can't remember who else they beat, but Adrian Heath really had that team gelling Portland. Okay. Good job, Annie. Um, Adrian Heath really had that team gelling. They were really doing a good job. And if they carry on that momentum, they will be going through as well. So all four teams have a stake at getting through this group. It's just who catches fire. And SKC is one of them, in my opinion. And I honestly think RSL will be the other one. And then last place, I uh, Colorado. 
I'll go with Colorado. See, this is a very difficult one for me, too. Uh, just because Colorado, I seen them play against DC United. I was at the home opener for DC United. They broke my heart um, at the 92nd minute um, when they scored out of that cross. Colorado is a very defensive team. A very defensive team, guys. Uh, I know it's only been two games that we saw them play, but you can just tell the style of play is, is very defensive. But they do take their opportunities, and they do score when they have them. Sporting KC, I love the way they were playing. I really do. Alan, Alan Pulido has really given that team a different look. Raul Salt Lake, they were doing well uh, as well. Um, I know I criticized them at the beginning of the season. And Minnesota United, they, I mean, yeah, you know what, Manny, uh, Gavin, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Gavin, you're right. This is a tough group. Um, shoot. But I'm going to go with Sporting KC. And, man, this is tough. Sporting KC and Colorado Rapids on this one. Wow. We all um, have different opinions. Yeah, this is the first one I think. Um, it's just uh, defensive-wise, I think uh, Colorado is just going to beat everybody up uh, when it comes to it. I know that they need uh, better strikers, but I think they can pull it off. Now, moving to the last group and the one that I think is team of – what is the team of – was it? There's a, there's a special name for a team. Death is it the death team? Uh, death group? Group of death. Group of um, death. Group of Manny, death. did you say your group D opinions? Yeah, I said um, I said Minnesota and Sporting KC. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gavin, pay attention. I'm sorry, I just God. remember. Leave me alone. God. Um. All right, guys. Sorry about that, guys. Gavin, sometimes, man, you know, he's somewhere else thinking about the Spurs or something like that. Anyways, um, group of death. <laughs> group F. <laughs> Group F, LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, Portland Timbers. This is the group that everybody wants to see, in my opinion, or the majority of fans want to see. And I'll start this time. There's rumor, guys, there's rumors that Carlos Vela's not going. All right. It's a big rumor because his wife his wife is pregnant. <laughs> Manny said beautiful. Um, he's a handsome guy. Yeah, I'll meet a guy, uh, Manny. He's all right. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Carlos Vela is not going, guys. Uh, his wife is pregnant, and uh, he wants to stay with her, so he has to make a decision, which he hasn't made yet. LA Galaxy, as we know, has struggled struggled against the Dynamo. Chicharito hasn't even, had had two shots in two games. And Houston Dynamo has a new coach as well under Tab Ramos that needs to get a style. Portland Timbers has looked the best out of all of them. Now, if Carlos Vela goes... I have Carlos Vela and LAFC advancing. I know it sounds dumb that one player can change or, or can make the team look different, but it's been proven LAFC is a completely different team without Carlos Vela. However, being said, I have Portland Timbers moving on, and I have and yeah, Portland Timbers moving on and LAFC moving on uh, with Houston Dynamo in last place. And Manny, I'll go over to you. Sorry, I forgot to say who to go next. <laughs> All right. Well. LA Galaxy's uh, first. Pabon's going to get MVP. I mean, he could have gotten MVP. I mean, he was our most valuable player in the past two games. Hey, uh, if, you see the, if you see the games that was Pabon creating all the attacks, like, he was literally running left, right, center. Like, he was taking over all, like, Katai's and Chicharito's positions. Like, we could, if we had three Pabons, we could win that most cup. But that is not the point here. The point is, who passes through? Um... I'm honestly not sure if the Galaxy will pass. And the reason being is we have no attack. Uh, we let go of Katai um, because of his wife's comments. You know, his wife just destroyed his career. And, you know, I feel bad for the guy. But, you know, Galaxy had to take a stance. And, you know, especially what's going on right now in the world. Um, LFC, if they don't have Bella, they're completely a different team. Um, and they're already not a dysfunctional team. They're really, really good. And I had them already like, first place, you know, in the West. But the fact is, they were really struggling, you know, fitting in Brian Rodriguez, uh, Vela, and, and Rossi together. And now that you miss, you're, you're, gonna take, you're taking out Vela, who was the only one who could have played, like, the false ninth position or, or, you know, the striker position. And now you're having Rodriguez and Rossi, one of them out of position. Um, and you're relying on these two guys. It, it's really hard. Uh, Portland Timbers didn't look that good against Minnesota. Um, they barely scraped it versus Nashville. And then you have Houston Dynamo, who did play well against the Galaxy and certain points. Um, and I like Tab Ramos style. But I'll say 
I'll say LAFC and Galaxy. And I'll still say LAFC even if they don't have Vela because I think Rossi will step up. I think he's he's been stepping up and showing why he's the second guy on this team. Um, and I'll say Galaxy because I think um, when we talk about physicality, when we talk about, like, you know, if everyone's going to be in shape, knowing JBS and his training style, that's all they prepare for. They, they prepare for the fitness. They prepare for physicality. And if you see that with the Galaxy, especially with their midfield not being as agile, they rely on their physicality as much. So, you know, they could just throw a long ball to Chicharito or a long ball to Pavone and they'll get a goal and then boom, you know. So I say LFC, LA Galaxy, and in last place, I'll say Houston Dynamo. All right. Gabin, your take. Uh, LA Galaxy first. I think okay. Chicharito goes off in this tournament. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this, look, hear me out. Something that's going to come into play in this tournament, like I said, is quality. One of that those aspects is going to be your strikers finishing their chances. Chicharito throughout his career has been a very good finisher. When he gets in front of goal, he scores. He's also got very good movement. And with defenses the way they're going to be, strikers with very good movement and very good instincts and very good at finishing are going to score a lot of goals. Alan Polito is going to be one of those. I think Carlos Vela is going to be one of those. And I think Chicharito is going to be one of those. And look, LA Galaxy's attack has struggled. But with Pavon and Chicharito linking up, I think that the quality is there that they will be able to get through this group on top. With the added factor that LAFC and LA Galaxy is going to be a game that both teams are up for. They're going to put a lot of effort into it. Neither of them are going to want to lose that game. Uh so it's not like like when Houston goes against LAFC, yes, there's going to be a lot of effort from Houston, but it's not like a rivalry. It's not like you shed blood, sweat, tears. You give everything to win that game. No, you're just trying to win. You're trying to give everything to win that game. But if you don't, it's against LAFC. So, you know, it's kind of expected. LA Galaxy versus LAFC, they're going to be giving their all. LAFC is going to be giving their all. I think LA Galaxy come out on, on top. Uh, bottom, yeah. I don't really care. Uh Portland, they had a they had a poor start to the season. I don't know. Uh, it really doesn't bother me because you could interchange them, and I don't think either of them are getting out of the group stage. All right, guys, that's our picks for um, the group stages that are coming up in the MLS's back tournament. I know that a lot of you are not gonna like who we had in last place mostly, um, so please let us know what you guys think. Your feedback is very important to us. Tweet us at MLS Now Podcast. Manny, Gavin, it's great to be back. It's great to talk to you guys again. It's been a while. Uh, MLS is back, and we're back as well. So thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks for having us, David. I'm excited for this all to be coming back. Yeah, guys, uh, we'll keep you guys posted. We'll keep uh, trying to bring more guests on as well to talk about their views. Appreciate your time, guys. Till next time, take care. Gavin, Manny, till next time. Till next time. This tournament time. was rigged. Oh, my God. Goodbye. <laughs> 